You are listening to episode 26 of the EU Startups Podcast. Today with Dr. Tim Juliams, the co-founder and CEO of the groundbreaking health tech startup DealX. Welcome to another episode of the EU Startups Podcast. Today we're very excited to welcome Tim Games, the co-founder and CEO of Helix. Helix is a startup operating in the health tech space to accelerate the discovery and development of rare disease treatments. Helix describes itself as AI-powered and patient-inspired, which provides a unique and innovative value proposition in this space, really. And I'm really interested to learn more about it, to be honest. Um, now, Tim himself has had an impressive career, and he is certainly one of Europe's biggest names in the startup space. So we're very, very excited to welcome him today to the podcast. Um, so, Tim, I mean, you've, you've got a, a whole accolade of awards I could start listing off. You've been named in the Sunday Times Maserati Top 100, the Telegraph's Tech 100, the Vivo's 30 Rising Leaders. I could go on the Telegraph's Top 50 Most Ambitious Business Leaders, like, it's quite the mouthful. Um, so thank you for joining us today. Um, so yeah, to start off, could you just tell us maybe a little bit about your personal background? What led you to becoming the founder of Helix? Hi, Patricia, and thank you for having me. It's, a, it's an honor to be on, on the podcast. Um, I grew up um, in, in Brussels, so I'm from, from Belgium originally and uh, started by doing a degree in bioengineering and, and chemical engineering and then uh, moved to uh, Cambridge for, for a PhD in biophysics. So as a, quite a, a nerd and a, a scientist <laughs> and uh, I, I love the, love the science. And um, when, when I finished my PhD, I was uh, fortunate enough to, to meet my co-founder Dave and um, D- David Brown He's, uh, he's the co-inventor of, uh, of Viagra. And so he's uh, invented some of the most successful drugs in the world. And, uh, yeah, some of the most well-known. <laughs> yeah, I think it is the most famous drug uh, out there. And, um, but together we shortly after met a rare disease parent called Nixie Hall. And, and he was trying to... I guess find a treatment for his children. He has two two children with a ultra rare disease called uh, black bone disease, and mm-hmm. um, he was told by the by the medical profession that there are no treatments available, and that he should kind of enjoy the next few years uh, with his kids. And and when we met him, he was trying to repurpose uh, a weird chemical as a potential drug, and. And this is really where it all came together. So Dave, who kind of had invented Viagra, and Viagra is basically a repurposed drug. I had a a strong focus on trying to apply machine learning to help uh, patients in need. And so we realized that this was basically a problem that we could help solve in a different way. And um, you have 7,000 rare diseases and 95% don't have an approved treatment. So um, that's really what inspired us to to set up the company and um, and get started. 
Wow, it's quite a story. So as well, you, you kind of described yourself there as more into the science. You went to Cambridge University. Did you ever see yourself starting a company or was it just it just came together when you, you met your co-founder and it just the magic just happened? It was um, it was a, a scary, a scary step because um, I saw myself more as a as an academic or potentially uh, a civil servant. So very, very different. And mm -hmm. uh, I do get really almost obsessed with things when I, I kind of passionate about something. I can't think about anything else. And, um, and so back in 2014, I think the conditions were there. I just finished my PhD. I'd met some amazing people. Uh, my girlfriend at the time also had a job. So she was paying the bills, which is very important when you Useful. start a company. Right, okay, so all this kind of fell into place then, yeah. So Helix, as I said earlier, described itself as AI-powered and patient-inspired. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about that. Helix is, is really a, a mission-driven startup. We, we, we started with a clear purpose, which was finding treatments for rare diseases. And as I mentioned before, 95% of the rare diseases don't have an approved treatment. Worldwide, that impacts more than 400 million patients. So if yeah. you want to have an idea of, of size, that's, that's larger than the population size of the United States. And, yeah, that's cool. and half of those are children. Yeah. And so it is really, really important to, to do something about it, but also change the the economics of inventing new treatments. So drug discovery is broken. There's a 95% failure rate. It costs two to $3 billion per new drug and typically it takes 10 to 15 years. So that's really a space that's now ripe for machine learning to have a major impact and, and, and data and really come up with a, a new business model, new economics, a new way of inventing treatments and do this very closely uh, with the patient community. So we work very closely with the patient groups and charities on each project because they are the experts. The diseases are rare. So most, most medics have never heard of, of the rare disease yeah. before. Absolutely. And I think as well, you're, you kind of touched on an important point there as well, which is that the magnitude of the amount of people, this rare diseases are impacting and also the the ethics behind the existing methods to to treat these diseases and to bring about drugs and um, the pharmaceutical pharmaceutical industry has a bit of a questionable reputation i guess about its ethics and about how it produces um drug uh, goes about drug discovery what do you think the ai and, and helix can contribute that's different so I think there's a number of things that AI can impact. Um, one of them is to really, I guess, reduce the cost bases and timelines because you can already improve um, the current steps in the process. And that's more focused on making incremental improvements to the current drug discovery paradigm, which is, it's called target-based. So, so you start with a target, um, and then you develop a drug against that target and the challenge that you have and that the, the whole field has, has had 
is that if you if you start with the wrong target and the wrong hypothesis, you basically you're bound to fail in clinical trials later. And and the drug discovery paradigm was effectively too simple. It was based on one disease, one target, one drug. That was basically okay. how how the the basic principles were behind drug discovery for for a while. And yeah. Human biology is much more complicated than that. We have 22,000 genes that go uh, up and down uh, in regulation. We have more than 8,000 metabolic reactions. So coming, coming with a paradigm where you try and find one single target and then optimize a drug for that is basically way too simple. And, and that's where data and machine learning can come in. You, you have all these new biology data types that are being generated now, genome, transcriptome, proteome, metabolome, and so forth. And so you can really understand your disease biology in a much more uh, complex way, and then use algorithms to match the right drug or the right combination of drugs to that. And not based on a single target, but based on more complex uh, disease signatures. And, And that's a major difference. And then you can start redefining the drug discovery process and paradigm, not just apply machine learning to make incremental improvements of a broken process that's basically already broken. Yeah, that's, it's, it's absolutely fascinating to the, the innovation behind this. And it's certainly massively disrupting the industry. Um, do you see many other companies or any other um, businesses doing the same thing? The Helix approach um, is unique in a way. So we, we from the beginning, uh, focused on not doing the current target-based drug discovery paradigm, trying to, to come with a, a different approach, which we're calling hypothesis-free. So we, we try to unbias the process and really let the algorithms decide even which rare disease we're working on and which drugs are being matched. But we try not to intervene on at the, at the target level, and that's that's already quite different. But but you have um, quite a few AI drug discovery companies now, and and that's great. The, the field is really moving. There's a lot of innovation happening, and as I mentioned, you know, from the seven thousand rare diseases, ninety five percent still don't have an approved treat, treatment. So we need to encourage more companies to join and, and find treatments for rare diseases. Wow, okay, so you see it more as like it's, because there are so many diseases and it's such an important space that we need to innovate on. <clears throat> Different companies need to innovate and collaborate together to come up with these ideas. Absolutely. Emma, um, can you tell us um, what challenges you've faced along your way with Helix? So I think there were a number of challenges uh, along the journey and I think particularly from from my perspective I was a I was a scientist by background at I was still in academia I'd finished my PhD and so this transition to uh, starting a company trying to build uh, the founding team grow the team uh, raise investment talk to investors in a language that they understand <laughs> Um, I think that was one of the hardest uh, learnings because you're you're so used to try and 
be as accurate and detailed as possible because that's that's the science you want to explain how everything works and actually um we get most of the people lost particularly when talking to uh in investors and and i was was fortunate to to have very good mentors um and cambridge is a, a great place to there's a lot of startups here there's about uh, more than four thousand around the university and and many people have things to kind of teach um young entrepreneurs uh, first time founders and ceos uh, like myself and so um i was i was really fortunate to to have the right support there sure and um so what would be your best advice to someone you know dealing with those challenges of translating like scientific knowledge scientific terms into a language that investors and other entrepreneurs would want to understand find um good friends mentors talk to other founders um try and keep the story as simple as possible um break it down into almost like an onion layer of information um and particularly when you start raising the first amount of money like make sure you find investors who are really aligned with with your passion with your vision with with the mission of the company we were really really lucky um but if you get that wrong it's it's uh, it's very hard to then you know change that later and and scale the company you you want to treat investors almost like like late co-founders you it's it's has to be much more than money money is just just i guess the excuse to to start to talk and then it's about the personal relationship and the alignment about um trying to do something together sure so it's about kind of going beyond the money and and building good relationships and and going from there and showing your passion and showing your knowledge definitely but, but also it's about almost treating it like um a hiring interview for the investors you want people who are really aligned uh cultural fit with what you believe in um you want to talk to other founders so let's say um and and you should ask that you know um ask them to introduce you to some of the other companies and founders that they've backed including the ones that didn't go well because you you want to understand what happens when things don't go to plan and so the best way to to find out is to talk to founders that had a a failed startup which you're going to learn the most uh, from cool okay thank you fascinating So um Helix now has raised over 70 million dollars um and it, it's growing fast and it's really is the it's a mission driven company that is changing lives um can you tell us a little bit how Helix has experienced such successful growth over the past few years how the team has grown that kind of thing We really had two two phases to the business effectively so we we started the company in 2014 and then until 2018 mid 2018 we'd raised very little uh, capital um we'd raised uh, raised about uh 4 million dollars and so we were building the technology building the core team um and then there was a change we 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 raised uh 10 million dollars followed by 56 million dollars in less than 
12 months. So suddenly you, you, you've raised another $66 million in, in a year, and then you start to, to, to scale. And, and before we scaled, we were probably about 20 people. And then now we're around uh, 135 people. Um, but this week alone, we've had 15 new joiners. And so there's now, we're continuing to grow. And before the end of the year, we'll, uh, uh, if we follow the growth rates, be more than 250 people. So, so we're on this uh, scale journey now. Wow, yeah, so things are, things are moving fast. Um, so what do you see next on the agenda for, for Helix beyond growing the team? What, what's next in the pipeline? It's about patient impact. So we want to we wanna grow the therapeutic pipeline that we're working on. We've, we've launched 21 programs so far. We're going to launch at least 50 um, by 2025. And, and then in the background, we're also working towards a, a system that we, we call uh, massively parallel drug discovery, which really allows us to, to basically start predicting drugs in an automated way for the 7,000 rare diseases at the time and, and, and have a system to then rank the best opportunities, the likelihood of success, uh, and, uh, and then we'll be able to scale uh, way beyond the, the 50 uh, programs that we're targeting now. And um, so that's an exciting uh, prospect. Yeah, really contributing to to change for the greater good. Like it's it's very, very it's both fascinating and and very humbling as well to hear. Um, and as well as that, obviously you're working within the life sciences space, the health tech as well. Where do you see that area moving in in Europe, particularly? Is it going to become more global leader, global player? How how do you see the health tech and the life science space in Europe developing? I think Europe is uh, in a very strong position, actually, for uh, tech and and life sciences. We have some of the best universities and education in the world. Um, we also have a good startup uh, ecosystem now, and also investment that's available. Um, most of our investors uh, to date were, were European. And so you have now a good ecosystem to really support European founders, companies, and, and have a global impact without having to move your headquarter to the US. And, um, and I think particularly in, in, in tech and life sciences, there's an amazing uh, ecosystem here and um, and we're really fortunate. I think the timing is is exactly right. Yeah, it sounds like the, the future is bright then from your point of view. Definitely. Cool. And so then just to finish off, um, can I just ask what's been your, your proudest moment working with Helix? So my, my proudest moment uh, is about to come. So we're we're going to start uh, a phase two clinical trial. The first patient will be dosed in a, a couple of weeks, and that's um, AI-predicted combination therapy for a very complex neurological disease. And so wow. that's the first program starting clinical trials, and there's more behind it. And that's really a key uh, moment for the company. We got FDA approval by the um, well, approved by the FDA to start, and that's it's just uh, it's just 
amazing. It's amazing. Did you ever think that you would get to this point when you started? I didn't think it would go that well. I was, <laughs> yeah, very fortunate. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing um, to see how the company's grown and see everything that you've achieved all the way. It's, it's fascinating and humbling all at the same time, as I said before. Um, so it's been really great to have you here today and to hear your insights. So thank you very much for joining. Thank you for having me, Patricia. Thank you.